This is an I Am Listening exclusive podcast. If we can't as a community come together and have a space where we are able to listen to the people that are directly impacted the most and hear their hurt and hear their anger, then we may as well pack up shop and go home now, really, because it's only when you start unpacking that that you're actually going to be able to show them that you don't. they don't even need an invite to the table. Yeah. <laughs> That, that their actually voice is as valuable as everybody else as is. everybody else and if people don't like that then you may leave the table hello and welcome to this tread lightly podcast from us at the Rainham eco hub my name is kaylee and i'm liz and this podcast is where we delve a little bit deeper into those conversations with local everyday heroes that are doing small and impactful changes We hope that you get as much out of this as me and Liz do and that you also laugh just as much too. Did you know across the globe, people who are the most vulnerable are the most likely to be impacted by the effects of climate change? But did you also know that the effects of climate change are least likely to be as a result of actions from people who are most deprived? Today, Kaylee and I have a lovely chat just talking about this subject which is often overlooked and what it is that we can do about it on a local level. Are you excited for this one or a bit apprehensive? A bit of both actually. I think it's a topic that for me feels like it's going to rise up in terms of um, its importance. Climate justice is, I guess it's, it's hot news in the sense that people who are at the most vulnerable in the world, are at the, the front facing of the most impactful effects of climate change. So people who live um, in places that are more likely to be affected by wildfires or floods or extreme temperatures are likely to be people who are already disadvantaged. Disgusting. But I, it's just gross, isn't it? And the same with women. Women are significantly more likely to be impacted by the effects of climate change across the globe. And it's an issue that I feel hugely strongly about, Ben. Like we spoke about in the first episode, kind of how do we, how do we make an issue that is so huge, so global, so enormous? How do we kind of bring that to a level where it doesn't feel so big and so far away that actually we can't do anything? Almost kind of, you know, yeah, it becomes too over there because it's so massive. And we've had really good conversations throughout the last three and a half years where that injustice of um, the effects of, climate change and the impact of being rich or poor or middle or upper class or working class or if you've got if you're a woman um, or if you're a man you know the the impacts are are still there and I guess the conversations that we've had have looked at things like secondhand being amazing public transport being amazing sharing things rather than buying new being amazing and actually those being things that are more accessible to people who are perhaps on lower incomes um, but perhaps don't necessarily see that as being environmental Mm. and how do you kind of cross over that link to be able to not be hugely patronizing but to kind of bring people into the conversation and raise that awareness to say people who are poorer or women or people of color are more likely to be impacted by climate change and yet where does that sit when the suggestions are buy an electric car put solar panels on your roof go and plant a meadow in your garden they're all kind of things that are being thrown to us, which actually have such a heavy weight of privilege that sits behind them. And that's where my brain explodes. And then I go, Kaylee, talk but, to me, make it relevant, make it so that it makes sense locally. And I think that um, I equally then go, ah, 
<laughs> I don't know. But I think having this discussion and just having this platform to be able to have this lunchtime chat is really important and is kind of part of the jigsaw puzzle because there's not one there's not one size that fits all is it with this sort of stuff and so I think that um bringing it back to local is always where we are at really isn't yeah, totally. it and so when we start looking at the inequalities no injustice and in of the equalities so right, yeah. of of kind of uh, environmental issues and going okay what does that look like where we live in Raynham in Kent and people if you was to say that in certain circles would just roll their eyes and be like yeah whatever but it's true we live really close to an estuary which is at risk of flooding we have certain areas in our town that have got very very little green space because of overdevelopment and the little bit of green space that they've got is so unloved and uncared for and actually has got no ownership from them at all whatsoever and that can play into a whole host of um i think we spoke last time about environmental issues crossover on societal issues all the time yeah. and when you look at um when you look at sort of some environmental issues around green space that then crosses over into public health issues where it's got you know a detrimental impact on people's health and and the two go hand in hand and that's why I don't think there's a one size fits all I think I um have been brought up and have grown up as a working class person and so for those of you local I grew up in Gillingham down by the Strand and I think I've struggled with the fact that as I have got older and I'm now in my late 30s that's scary to say I think people, I hate boxes, but people would now put me into a middle class box. And so I feel like I have a huge, massive responsibility um, to be able to have these sort of conversations and being able to bring people into them to start looking at the ways in which they can look at the issues that directly impact them. So not necessarily look at them, the, the solutions that they can do straight away, because I think you don't just go to somebody who's, you know, really, really struggling. Well, what you should do is you should do this. I bet they get it. <laughs> I bet that. Oh, well, like, we get that all the time, don't we? What you should do is this. I think it's about going, uh, let's look at what's around. Let's look at the issues that are impacting you. We have, as I'm sure in most towns, we have um, areas where there's uh, flats that are owned uh, either privately or by a local authority. And it's kind of, uh, we've had conversations with people going, we can't compost our food waste, as an example. Or Why insulate can't, their house. Or insulate their house. Yeah. Or, um, you know, they haven't got a garden. So um, there's all of those questions around that sort of stuff. Um and I think it's important to kind of go, where are you at? What are the issues that you're seeing? And from where we are, they, these are the issues that we're seeing. There is an amazing lady that if we could get onto this podcast list, I would die. Her name is Karen Bell, I think. And I wrote some bits down this morning, which basically her whole job, she's a journalist um, and an environmentalist. And she would say that uh, area of expertise is environmental classism wow. I love that never even heard of that in my classism. life isn't that nice so cool um, and she basically says that that uh, working class people um, could be the leaders in the transition to sustainability because they bear the disproportionate burden of environmental toxins and have reduced access to environmental goods well wow. such as green space which is what we were just talking about which 
blew my mind a little bit, really. One, that there is a thing called... Classism. Yeah, environmental classism, and that some people have got that as their job to research that and to Whoa. see if that they can understand that a bit better. Because I would love to be able to have a local conversation more widely with other people about that, because um, it's big. It's <laughs> blown my head. It, it needs... It, Oh God, like you say, like how do you bring to the ta- how do you bring to the table people who are most directly affected by things like poor air quality, um, poor housing, you know, cheaper food, more likely to be sprayed with pesticides, less likely to be organic, mm, all that kind mm, of thing. Mm. How do you for people that are most directly affected locally? We're talking mm-hmm. locally, yeah, but it yeah, kind of represents yeah. the global issue. How do you bring to the table people who are most directly affected, but possibly the least engaged? How the hell do you start crossing that bridge? Big question. Go. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's being where people are at, isn't it? And so I think if I was to, this isn't environmental, but me as a kid, where I grew up, um, there were some amazing, amazing youth workers who didn't live necessarily in our area, but used to come and work in our area. And um, they, as a child, I mean, it's different, I'm I'm using a, a a child example, but you don't ever realize what sort of aim they're coming from there or what angle they're coming from you when they're notice. coming to work. And yeah, you don't you don't notice, you don't get it. But I think in hindsight, as an adult looking back, actually what they did was they just come and they they was <laughs> they just come and they 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 were they were with us and watched and looked and learned and understood kind of what life was like for us living in an area of very high deprivation that actually still is which makes me so angry the fact that I'm 38 now and that was what it was like when I was five and it is is yeah. still the same years on, still the and same. it's still the same and I think that when we can kind of journey along with people understand fully where they're at and uh, see the issues that they're living I think we have such a better understanding at being able to see what their space at the table is and that recognizing they're not a token and that actually we are people of equal measure you know that that can um, bring some really good solutions to some of these issues because if you're living in a if you're living in the problem take air air quality as an example right air quality in our town is disgusting absolutely awful and yet what we're doing is we're talking to loads of people that can either afford electric cars already have a car and yet we miss out the people that ain't got a car ain't ever going to own a car definitely never going to have an electric car and we miss out all of these people in our conversations of going... Who, who aren't adding to the problem. Who aren't day. adding to the problem. But are breathing in the smoke. But are breathing in the smoke. I've got their kids that have got asthma. And actually have no choice but to walk through our A2, which is our most polluted corridor in our town. Do you want to live more sustainably, but you just don't know where to start? Did you, like me, sign up for Veganuary and accidentally buy chicken sausages on day two? Does the whole eco thing leave you feeling confused and sometimes overwhelmed? If so, this is the podcast for you. Remember to check us out on our socials on Facebook and Instagram, The Rainham Eco Hub. As a community, we're disconnected from that and that the people with the loudest voices are not necessarily the people that should get the biggest say. And yet possibly they're the ones that will lead the change to get 
more roads built and improve the car infrastructure as opposed to going these guys are doing a great thing by not adding to it in the first place just totally excluded from the conversation and i know when i say this like i am not an expert right so bearing in mind this is my own personal views and my own personal thoughts and i'm not trying to do an uh, us and them type thing and i'm massively generalizing but this is the state of the world bringing it back to a local level where people who are making the decisions are the ones that are just skilled noisy are able to communicate a lot better we have this conversation a lot i am not good with words i am not good at communicating to certain topics or certain people but yet it's because i get really passionate yeah, <laughs> about stuff and i'm like ah, 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 i just want to just want to totally. so you look at you look at the bus situation the public transport situation in our town awful i'm not afraid to say that it's awful like but the decision makers come from such a huge place of privilege that don't need to use a bloody bus to get to bus yeah yeah. so and that i mean that's just one issue isn't it but scale that up and that's the equivalent of usa and europe polluting the world that has the biggest impact for sub-saharan africa that's kind of that's the global equivalent i guess isn't it and that's why it's really important to talk about the local issues that you can scale up or scale down and i think that your point about looking at where and this applies to everyone I don't think this is a classism thing I think that looking at where you are at and what you can do with what you have applies to everybody I don't think that's a working class thing or a middle class thing I think you can only do what can with what you have and I think being able to um, say to people you know you can go to a charity shop and buy your clothes you can get your secondhand toys or you can go down to Grange Road farm shop and go and get your fruit and veg and stuff. They are all things that are, I guess, wonderful from one side of the fence because it's easy then to be able to go, yeah, but you're doing your bit, you're doing your bit. But actually you're kind of going, yeah, I'm doing my bit, but actually you're not seeing the bigger picture. You're not seeing actually what I am actually struggling with day in, day out. My kid's got asthma because he's breathing in the bloody pollution from the A2 or a whole million other things that are kind of prevalent in my everyday life really and I think that's where if you imagine three circles you've got kind of what is within your direct control the next bigger circle is what is within your influence and then the next thing is kind of what is out of your control and I think realizing that within their control and within influence has such power Mm. but I think sometimes people can get so gagged almost by the stuff that is so huge and so out of their control that actually starting and doing those two levels feels really difficult some of the conversations that we see on Facebook sometimes I'll see people who are privileged Mm. have got money Mm. saying why would I turn my engine off at the traffic lights when China are still building coal-fired power stations Mm. Mm. and from that point of view you go god I kind of see where their apathy's kicked in but that completely excludes even those people with privilege of what influence they've got within their own life and mm. what influence they've got. And once you take those two things away, you disempower people completely and therefore nothing's in their control. And I think that's where there's a real frustration of being able to not empower people on those first two levels it means that you're leaving everything to everybody else. And that's a bit scary. Yeah. Yeah. I love that circle. It's cool, isn't it? Yeah, I think um, I heard that a little while ago, maybe about a year ago. And whenever my eco-anxiety kicks in, I do always have to just go back to that because 
you can only do with what you got with what you have right yeah that that phrase keeps going around in my head like five million times sorry that, i cut you off what no you, you haven't at all but that influence area really interests me so you're right you can go into the garden and dig yourself a pond or i don't know recycle or do whatever you're doing buy less grow your own veg whatever you can do within your own sphere but that influence piece is i guess where the hub for me feels like a really important space because there's really amazing people that do some really cool stuff but i think you're so right how are we talking to the right people and how do we talk to those people that aren't necessarily on the bus with us at the minute mm. <laughs> what, what a funny um example you just gave there on the bus on the smoky bus <laughs> uh, we've only got a couple of minutes left i'm going to give you a magic wand kaylee let's mm. imagine that we had a magic wand to wave at at this group of individuals that we've been talking about today because it's not an easy nut to crack but we're talking about it at least and that I think is step one on a very tall ladder but if I handed you a magic wand and said what would it look like to bring these people into into the hub and how does life change for them and what what impact does that have so I think this applies to everybody I think I don't think it's a classism thing I think we have discovered over the last three years that people desperately need permission uh, to be able to do stuff Liz and I hold no authority in Raynham whatsoever and so therefore um, when people come and ask us to give them permission to do stuff we have to go uh, fill your boots <laughs> let me check with my mum I mean <laughs> um so I think it's about giving people permission to be able to um, see that they've got the power actually to make those changes. Um, and I think it is about uh, being able to encourage and direct and direct probably not the word, encourage and, and kind of share and learn and um, have a physical space where you are able to have some of those conversations that are going to be difficult right that because this is another thing that I want to point out having someone turn up and say to the you well it's all right for you with your refill stuff and it's all right for you with this and that like actually come look at the real issues that I'm struggling with yeah um they're hard conversations to have and I think that we need to be prepared all together as a community to be able to sit and listen to those because there are going to be some things that people are going to say that are going to hurt and they're actually going to uh, probably upset an awful lot of people but if we can't as a community come together and have a space where we are able to listen to the people that are directly impacted the most um, and hear their hurt and hear their anger then we may as well pack up shop and go home now really because it's only when you start unpacking that that you're actually going to be able to show them that you don't they don't even need an invite to the table yeah that, that voice actually is as valuable as everybody else as is. everybody else and if people don't like that then i think you may leave the table you may leave the table <laughs> yeah and i think uh, reflecting on this this is probably an action we need to prioritize as well is looking at what this looks like for rain amico hub and mm. we i'd love for people to comment and let us know of really good of places that are getting this right and places that we can learn from to help kind of you know knock down those barriers and try and get everybody at the table having these conversations and feeling that they can make an impact and this right here is literally why you and this podcast is gold because do not be fearful of saying the wrong thing or um not having it 100 percent right like no let's scrap that start asking the questions start asking for help start saying teach me teach me teach me uh because no matter what level you're at that is exactly what everybody needs to be doing from the ground up really totally 
thanks that's a bit hard isn't it oh it's so hard but it's so needed to have this i really want to do this again and a bit deeper and a bit more i think yeah i agree this is a kind of conversation and the stuff that we want to cover in the hub is like just having these conversations these difficult conversations that need to just start because sometimes they sit in the too difficult box or the too painful box to have these conversations Mm. so yeah we're really keen to learn from you so please like have a look share what you know that's good and and if anyone knows karen bell hook me up (laughs) let's get karen bell on but yeah thank you kaylee that's been that's been really helpful really interesting and we will visit this again i'm sure beautiful for now Laters. Laters. Thank you for listening to the Rainham Eco Hub's Tread Lightly podcast. If, like us, you're trying to be more sustainable, then like and subscribe to get notified when we release new episodes, or even better, share with your friends and family. Hope you enjoyed today's episode, and thank you for joining us. Stay safe, keep going, and find us on socials. Cheers, guys. This has been an I Am Listening exclusive podcast. For more information, head over to our website, iam-listening.co.uk.